Yo, what's up, guys? Organic Poison Podcast. I am your host, Shane Smith. We are back for another episode of this wonderful show that I love to do so much. <laughs> yes, <clears throat> another week I told you guys we're going to go on a stint. We're doing 10 weeks straight of this show, and I uh, am more than, more than stoked to do that. We're starting out a new year, new year, new us. Uh, man, I think I've discovered that sleeping a certain way actually affects the way that your life functions because I slept different uh, today because yesterday I had this thing in my neck. It was just so uncomfortable. I wouldn't go as far as to say it was some type of pain, but it was uh, like just uncomfortable and all day long, you know, and I felt like it, it might've played into a little bit of a, you know, the discontent that I've had over the past couple of weeks, past couple, two months, really, uh, I'm thinking that it might have played something into it. You know, blood pressure, living unhealthy, all that other good stuff probably plays its part as well. Definitely plays its part as well. But the whole, you know, no, if you don't get good sleep, it could negatively affect you thing. Uh, it actually makes sense. And, I, you know, I feel great today uh, getting to record this on uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And uh Good on us. Great, great guy. Uh, great things that he did, uh, said, and all that other good stuff. I've spoken pretty highly about this man in the past, and I've watched people in the past couple of years actually try to shit on this man, which is very uncomfortable. Uh, but, you know, it's not a lot of people, not a large swath of people. They're not Christopher Columbus in him yet, uh, which is a huge plus. Uh, but give it time. I'm sure that they'll find a way to uh, do that. But fortunately, they're not doing it yet. Shout out to Martin Luther King Jr. and the cool shit that he did and said. Um, shame that he had to die by a government conspiracy. Da-na-na-n. I mean, I say that. I don't know that it was a government conspiracy. But there's a lot of people who think – I mean, it, the cards add up, right? I mean, think about what he was doing. Martin Luther King – let's see. Uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Let's see. I'm going to look it up real quick. Conspiracy. Of course, it's not going to give me. Gonna have to type that one all the way out. Uh, yeah, there's all kinds of different things about how there was a uh, conspiracy that what actually happened was the government was behind it because of the fact that like he was too powerful. You know, I'm, I could give you, I could probably dig into more details, but I didn't actually look that up for my notes today, so I'm not really going to go into all that. But it is pretty interesting to think about. Maybe I'll have somebody on with me. I'm going to have somebody who likes to talk about conspiracies almost as much as I do, and uh, we're going to get them to, we're going to chop it up. We'll put that on our list of conspiracies to get to. You know, every every now and then we have to tap into conspiracy corner here on Organic Poison. Uh, look, if this is your first episode tuning in, please go back and listen to all the other episodes. I, obviously, that's a, a large pill to swallow because that's a lot of uh, that's a lot of podcast so far. We, you know, we've got a, almost to 110, I believe. I got a good uh, special guest for episode 110, and I'm looking forward to having that uh, with you guys. But um, to sharing that with you guys. Uh, but I mean, like I've, I've done so, I feel like I could do a better job of like, maybe like letting you guys know which ones you might be interested in. So going into, you know, as this year progresses, I'm going to start trying to label them better. Uh, but if not, you know, it is what it is. Usually it's like, uh, if you have a guest on, if I have a guest that's not like, like Xander comes on a good bit. I have my brother-in-law Tyler Ferguson on a good bit and, like if you have new guests, then they can kind of bring their you know 
uh, muchachos and their homeboys on, on to listen or homegirls on to listen. And that's cool. I like doing that. But, you know, sometimes for the sake of some of the topics and the conversations that we get into, this podcast is pretty all over the place when it boils down to it. Uh, not a sports podcast, not a politics podcast, not a video games podcast. Uh, not a movies podcast, not a spiritual podcast, but we talk about all of this stuff. So, uh, you know, we t- cover a little bit of everything. So if you ever get bored and you're like, hey, this this was kind of entertaining. I can't wait to see what this guy does with other people. <laughs> well, go back and listen because I've got plenty of episodes where I do it with a lot of other people. So I do enjoy doing these episodes by myself, though, because I can be a little bit more concise on topics, and I enjoy doing that. So uh, I'm thinking hopefully if I can get back into the swing of things this year, maybe after you know episode 110 or after we get to like uh, 120 or something, I might start trying to do two episodes a week and I'll do the one episode where it's me by myself and then we can do because it's also pretty easy for me to knock these out and I don't have to worry about scheduling around other people but maybe we can get to where I'm doing the one episode by myself and then an episode with a guest and uh, that would be pretty convenient but I'm also that would be me tacking one just more stuff to my schedule already. Uh, if you do happen to like this episode in this format, you could also check out uh, Toxic Tunes and Trends every Thursday at 9 p.m. on uh, Deviant Behavior Radio. Also, these episodes, you might be listening right now, these at new episodes of Organic Poison comes out every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Uh, on DeviantBehaviorRadio.com. Toxic Tunes and Trends is me a little bit more talking about most of the time. It's me covering trends of the week or of the you know that, that time period. And uh, are relevant things that I want to talk about. Clearly, I'm not talking about what Brad Pitt did. Uh, I mean, sometimes we might talk about Brad Pitt. I don't know. Sometimes he's got interesting shit going on, I guess. But uh, a lot of times it's, you know, topical stuff of relevancy to, uh, you know, kind of in the same realm of whatever Deviant Behavior Radio provides and whatever I provide. Uh, with organic poison it sounds stupid i'm not explaining it anymore i've got two shows that i do every week i would like to add another it would be cool to add another episode of organic poison per week because for one it would make our numbers go up uh and two it would uh it would be fun just to have another excuse to talk to you guys so and it would be being able to do this format and then also doing the format with a guest uh currently right now i am not able to log into instagram on my phone which is very odd. I can, but I am. Uh, I can do. I have to do it on the browser, and like so, like I can't share stuff to my story. It's it's hard to function. Uh, it's hard to you know get into my messages. I don't really get into my messages that often anyway. But like I've never realized how difficult it is to keep in touch with some people and acquire guests for the show when I can't uh, message them somewhere. <laughs> so that actually kind of sucks. But it's not a big deal. It's no big deal. We're having a good time. Uh, and I had a day off of work today, so I decided I'm getting this podcast done, son. Uh, and it is what it is. So thank you guys for tuning in, and be sure to check out the other episodes. Support this episode or su- support this podcast by sharing and listening. That's all I ask of you today. Uh, other days I would probably ask you for money, but look, I'm not going to do that today. Uh, it exists. I'd probably the my, your ways to support financially are coming around the bin. I'm about to uh, have some shirts. Hopefully, um, sounds crazy, but I have a, a bunch of these uh, these dicky shirts that are all extra large, and they're uh, you would know them if you saw them. They're like work shirts typically, but and I'm going to put some prints on them and I'm going to uh, sell them to you guys. And if you like work shirts and if you like these and if you like supporting this podcast, this will be a way for you to do it without just 
getting nothing in return with maybe me forgetting to shout you out. Uh, but either way, I, I know some people they support and they're just happy to be a part of the ecosystem. And I appreciate that. Shout out to all my friends and uh, all the listeners that are here and have been here and have continued to listen and have continued to support with their ears and with their sharing on socials. I don't have Facebook right now, so I hadn't had Facebook in a year. Uh, whenever I hear about somebody sharing something on Facebook, that really does brighten my day. Uh, it's nice. I mean, Facebook sucks, but in the same breath, it's uh, it's very helpful whenever people give these, you know, send the links to your friends, you know. Whenever we're doing DeviantBehaviorRadio.com and tell people, set an alarm for five minutes or ten minutes before, get on there and listen for a few minutes. The numbers help. I know it sounds, I'm not trying to chase numbers necessarily, but it does help. It helps build the listener base, and it it's a good look for me, nonetheless, whenever people tune into the Tune into Toxic uh, on Thursdays at 9 p.m. or tune into the new episodes of Organic Poison at 7 p.m. on uh, uh, Tuesdays. That really helps. And lock in, save the uh, save DeviantBehaviorRadio.com. Set your alarms for you know, save it in your phone, save it on your browser so you can tune in and listen. Listen to that shit when I'm not on there. It's it's good to you know. I mean, it's it's a team play here. So, um, but anyway, after you know, rambling on, I appreciate you guys. Uh, you know, like I said, this is not a sports podcast, but look, I, something I cannot ignore is the uh, stuff that's going on right now with the UFC. Um, some of you guys are probably into the UFC. Some of you are not. I don't care. I am talking about it. Look, John Jones is coming back. John Jones, most people who know of the UFC knows exactly who John Jones is. He's a problem child, but he's also arguably the best uh, – UFC fighter of all time. I'm sure there's people who would argue that point, but I'm not going to lie. John Jones was like the poster child for us watching UFC back in the day. And of course, you've got the Diaz brothers, and you've got the rise of Conor McGregor, and you've got uh, Anderson Silva, and you've got uh, you've got a lot of people that were in the same when we started watching and stuff like that. But nothing really is comparable to the what has happened, the story, the ups and downs, the dynamic experience of John Jones. John Jones has been. Uh, Look, for better or worse, John Jones is a one of a kind. It's it's incomparable to compare what now he also apparently beat his wife or his girlfriend, the mother of his children, allegedly. Uh he also has been arrested for coke and a hit and run and drugs and uh he's you know, lost been stripped of his title I think at least once. He's been stripped of the title that he had at light heavyweight. Well he's coming back at well he he left he relinquished the title this most recent time because every time he would get stripped he'd get you know in trouble get put off you know he'd get penalty wouldn't be able to fight for a while and then he'd come back and he would win he's never actually lost a fight he got disqualified and he's been stripped of his title but he's never actually lost a fight in the ufc uh well he's moving up to heavyweight after damn near three years off i think it actually has been three years off uh the last time i watched john jones fight my child was a nugget he was a little pebble that i could barely even hold comfortably because i was terrified to hold him um just being dramatic there but uh yeah, he's coming back, and uh, he's going to be fight this, fighting this dude named Surreal Gan. Don't get me wrong. Surreal Gan's a great fighter. He very well might beat him. He's in the top five in the heavyweight division. He might be the number one contender. I'm not even entirely sure, but uh, and there's probably something on here where I could see where that is, so let me just check and see. Uh, 
yeah, so he's coming back and he's going to be fighting. He everyone thought under the was under the impression that he was going to be fought when he came back. He was going to be fighting this fighting this dude named Francis Ngannou. Francis Ngannou is a he's a superstar now, but he is also just a massive scary man. Like like you get hit by Francis Ngannou, it's a wrap. It's over. It's done. Com- consider yourself officially you went from being a complete person to being an incomplete person he was he was the champion but he's been back and forth with a contract dispute uh i don't necessarily i don't or negotiations i wouldn't necessarily say dispute but uh, i'm probably wording that wrong but definitely contract negotiations well as of two or three days ago they announced that they let go of him and they're not doing their clause where they basically have an entire year to match whatever somebody else offers him they're not doing that they're just letting him go hey man good luck about godspeed uh probably not as happy as that would be but francis it wasn't just money but he wanted opportunities he wanted his freedom he wanted to be able to go and do other things while he fought for the ufc and the ufc was just not going to offer offer him that they're not going to let him do that um the times it seems like they've allowed for something like that to take place in the past, it kind of seems like it's burned them. It has not worked in their favor. It didn't shine very well, with the exception of Conor McGregor. But Conor McGregor, I believe, does like one-fight contracts. Conor McGregor can ultimately probably do whatever he wants, in all honesty. But Conor McGregor is irrelevant to, to this conversation. He's different. He is a, he is a unique specimen. Uh, but Francis Ngannou, he's gone. Chances are he will either go and box or he will go fight somewhere like Bellator or the PFL. And I imagine he will make a lot of money and he will do very well. Uh, hopefully, because Francis, I mean, in all honesty, as much as I love the UFC and uh, my loyalty to the UFC as a viewer, uh, I don't, you know, sometimes I don't think that they necessarily get the best hand dealt. I mean, it's all great when you're winning, and it's all great when you've got nothing to lose and you still are winning. That's awesome, but like when you get to the point where you're like a champion and you're a star and you're in movies and you're doing this and people love you and respect you for whatever reason, it's like, uh, yeah. And I mean, and the backstory of Francis Ngannou is insane. I would encourage you guys to look it up. I mean, he was like a uh, like a refugee. Like he he traveled across the desert like twice. Like with all this crazy shit, the way that this man has come to from where he when he was born to where he is now. So in all fairness. You got to do what you got to do. If the UFC isn't giving you what you want and are giving you what you want, not just financially, but just in general, you know, by, by all means, dude, go live your life. Do what you got to do because fuck it. And he's not going to be ever be broke again. I don't think he doesn't strike me as the kind of guy, no matter what his life is better than it was. And his trajectory has changed so much because of the UFC. Um, and he honestly, uh, on paper, or you know, in the public eye, Francis hasn't necessarily been an asshole about anything. It, it would almost be us being the assholes for saying "screw this dude" because he won't take some, you know, take the money and just become a slave to the UFC. Because uh, he be, he would be he definitely would be missing out on other opportunities. Whether those opportunities will uh, financially bring him the same uh, success or same joy or whatever it may be. If I was him, I wouldn't be signing another five-fight contract with the UFC, especially under the circumstances of his last fight. And He could go out there and lose and just be stuck. And if he loses and fights John Jones and John Jones beats his ass, mind you, he might not. John Jones might get rocked and fucked up. John Jones hasn't fought in three years. If Francis went out there and got fucked up by John Jones, that would suck. He'd probably wish that he wouldn't have signed because even if he stayed in the mix, it's like now you've got to fight upward. He's at the top right now, so you might as well just dip. Be like, hey, he just he rel- he more or less was re- relinquished his title and moved on, and is no longer a UFC fighter because he got dropped. I don't know if you'd consider relinquished or he was stripped or whatever. He did move on from the UFC though. 
uh, he did not re-sign, and so they let him go. And they're not holding him with that clause. So, I mean, I guess it's – I don't think um, – Dana said some stuff that's a little condescending, basically saying more or less that uh, Dana White is the president, CEO, or whatever of UFC. He's the the oil and the, co- the main cog in the machine, I guess, um, except – especially or for f- face-fronting at least. Uh, he's that guy. Um He's synonymous with UFC. Most people know who Dana White is and can't even remember the order of UFC. Like, is it UCF, uh, whatever, MMA, you know, whatever, but they know who Dana White is. Nonetheless, uh, he kind of made it sound like as if Francis was scared of John Jones, which easy for, you know, he can say whatever he wants, and a lot of media outlets are going to take it and run with it. Honestly, when I was looking up, you know, notes on this stuff, I was noticing that a lot of people were, that's a lot of the headlines. Like, uh, Francis left because, uh, you know, this, this, he's, you know, the ghost of, or whatever, the threat of John Jones coming. I would have loved to have seen that fight. That would have been a huge fight. I think it would have been crazy if they would have had that fight in fucking Africa. Like, they could have had, they could have hit Israel Adesanya fight, uh, you know, somebody, <laughs> whatever, fight for the belt to get his belt back uh, in Africa. They could have had Kamar Usman fight to get his belt back or fight, you know, whatever uh, in um, Africa. And then they could have had uh, Francis. That would have been a, a super fight, fighting John Jones in Africa. That would have been crazy. But now John Jones is fighting in Las Vegas against Surreal Gun. Uh, UFC fans, yeah, we're excited. Uh, a lot of people probably want to see John get his ass kicked. But in all fairness, I don't want to see John get his ass kicked by Surreal Gun. I want to see Surreal Gun, you know, put up a fight but lose to John Jones. Because I'm just going to be put all you know put this all the other bullshit aside. John Jones is a fucking legend, and to see John Jones come back and uh, win would be incredible. And to see him win in a, a, a beautiful highlight reel fashion, see him win in general is going to be nuts. But uh, to see him win in a highlight reel fashion would be insane because he looks like such a beefy. I mean, he's, I think he put on like 35 pounds, but he's been able to do it all over the course of three years. It wasn't like he went and just put on a bunch of weight and six months later he's fighting now. So it'll be interesting to see John Jones at heavyweight. Uh, you know, and like I said, I, I hope he wins personally, but if he doesn't win, then so be it. Uh, other things regarding the UFC though, is there's a card coming up this weekend for the light heavyweight championship, which used to be, uh, John Jones's, uh, Glover to share versus Jamal Hill. Truth be told, I don't really care that much about that fight. Uh, they, but they're also having, I believe this is the first time that they've ever had a fight that was the fourth fight for somebody. And it's going to be this dude named Davison Figueredo versus Brandon Moreno. If you're unfamiliar, uh, Davison Figueredo, I believe it, uh, is fights out of Brazil. I believe he's from Brazil or South America somewhere. I'm, it could be not to be a disservice to him, but uh, and then Brandon Moreno is from Mexico, so it would be pretty badass if this fight was actually in Mexico or somewhere closer to South America. That would be badass. Uh, they could have had it in Mexico, like uh, Mexico City, Mexico, but they're not. Whatever, Think t- shit's crazy in Mexico apparently right now too. So I, I don't really blame them for not wanting to. Uh, do that right now but i know there's something they're talking about in the future brendan moreno goes hard uh as of right now uh is davison figgy uh figgy won uh two fights and brendan won one so it was davison figueredo but it was such a close fight that they ended up having a, a rematch then brendan moreno beat him 
And then uh, Figueredo came back and beat him the third time they fought. So they're like, fuck it. We're going to fight again. And the flyweight division, in all honesty, there's not a lot of uh, ballers in that uh, division. It's the, the smallest of the dudes. No offense, but they are the smallest of the guys. They could all kick my ass. I'm just saying. They're fast as hell. They're fun to play with on the game for sure. But uh, and then Glover to share whatever, light heavyweight. Light heavyweight was exciting when John Jones was there. And eventually it got kind of boring because no one could beat John Jones. But there was a lot more interesting competition and there was this guy named yuri prohaska prohaska i'm definitely saying it wrong but he was fighting at light heavyweight and light heavyweight's got some good contenders in it but for some reason it's just the cards have played out where these two very uninteresting glover to is interesting because i believe he's 43 years old and he had the belt lost the belt and now he's going to try to get the belt back uh, Gilbert Burns versus Neil Magny, uh, Lauren Murphy versus Jessica Andrade, and Paul Craig versus Johnny Walker. All of these are names that if you're familiar with UFC, then you know those names. But moving a little bit forward, uh, I'm not going to go too much longer on UFC. I just wanted to point out uh, two more cards. Uh, on UFC 84, uh, well, excuse me, UFC 284, um, what is the date on this? Uh, yeah, Saturday, February 11th is Islam Makhlachev versus this guy named Alexander Volkanovsky. Alexander Vol- Volkanovsky comes from the land down under. He is uh, – he's an Australian, mate. Uh, that was lame. I didn't have to do that. But he is – and he's small, stocky, ready to fucking go. He's been the champion now at featherweight. He's defended his cha- his t- title like seven times or something like that and he's been in some wars like not just like he's just running through he's been in some really contested fights some of them you know walkthroughs he's beaten uh he has beaten max holloway a featherweight like king three times they fought three times and he beat him all three times it was so so much of an argument that uh volkanovsky didn't beat him the first two times that he fought him a third time and still beat him and he's he fought this guy named brian ortega and that was the honestly probably top five UFC fights I've ever seen in my life was Alexander Volkanovsky versus Brian Ortega. And I like Volkanovsky, but he's not even somebody that I would have thought that I would say like, oh, man, this guy's like my favorite fighter or anything. He's not that at all. It says that Volkanovsky has lost one fight, but I don't even know when that was. I'm under the impression that he was like 27 and 0. But nonetheless, he's badass. He's got a great personality, but he is fighting the prince Islam Makachev. If those of you who don't know, Khabib Nurmagomedov, was a very dominant fighter in the lightweight uh, lightweight division and islam is his protege is actually his father's protege his father passed away he picked up where his father left off in coaching after he retired khabib and islam is next in charge or next in line and islam climbed the ranks and became the champion in lightweight division it's a fucking incredible story i don't like these fucking dagestanian pricks but uh they're not really i mean you know, they're kind of assholes but not really good for them I'm, I'm just being a hater because i didn't fucking live in mississippi uh but these guys are savage sambo wrestlers look it up just google it Go- you don't have to google sambo but google the dagestani army from fucking uh, in the mma you don't have to do that either. But these guys are savages. They're badasses, and they just tear through the ranks. There's like three or four more of them that are in their camp that's in the UFC that just they're all just dominating. Nonetheless, uh, Islam became champion, and he's going to defend his title against uh, Alexander Volkanovsky, who is going up a weight class. Like I said, he was in featherweight, and he's moved up to lightweight. And uh, Volk, I don't know. Volk might beat him. He might not. But Volk doesn't really have anything to lose. If he beats him, he becomes double champ. Okay? 
So he becomes champion in the featherweight division, and he's champion in the lightweight division. Now, there's a possibility that Volk goes, and if he beats Islam, he might go back down and fight in featherweight to fight the winner of the co-main event in featherweight, which is going to be Yair Rodriguez versus Josh Emmett. One of those two guys will be fighting for the title next. Uh against alexander volkanovsky i mean hands down that's going to be what it is but volk if he beats islam he might go down and defend his title one more time and then he's just going to go and fight the lightweights he might as well if you can take the belt you just might as well stay in lightweight look you did you reign supreme in featherweight i don't think he's going to continue to to hold both of those titles i think he'll come back and he'll probably defend his title one more time he's done everything he's fought at all the top contenders in lightweight especially i mean excuse me in featherweight especially if he goes back and he fights the winner of the rodriguez versus emmett fight it's just going to be you know mundane now he can go fight all this new talent in lightweight he's going to be a superstar if he beats i mean he's already a superstar to an extent but uh like i mean volkanovsky is really putting his uh country on the map for sure uh in the sport i mean there's a couple of guys from down there between new zealand and australia that are really going hard but volkanovsky is dominant and the fact that he has a good personality and it's awesome to listen to him talk um not just because he has a good accent he's just a good talker and seems pretty like relaxed and laid back but he's ready to fucking go he's ready to bang for sure uh that's going to be a a great uh i say a great card but i don't even know who the fuck these other dudes are on this card but i do know who those two uh the two main event is uh, marlon vera versus sandhagen that's a fight night card don't really care that much that will be a good fight because those two will probably be one of those guys who fights will be in the running to become uh uh to fight for the ufc excuse me for the uh bantamweight belt and then, obviously, we've got John Jones and Surreal Gone. This is happening on March 4th. Now, this is something interesting I want to tell you about the UFC that you're probably unaware of. Uh, well, I mean, I guess if you watch UFC, you might know. But they don't ever have two pay-per-views in one month, typically, unless Conor McGregor or John Jones wants to fight. Well, this is, on, this is going to be a pay-per-view, UFC 85. They haven't even put anything else on this card yet. But that's going to be John Jones versus Surreal Gone. And then... Two weeks later? Hold on, let's see. Not even. Okay, yeah, two weeks after that, they're going to have this main, this the one that they had planned already, which is going to be UFC 86. And that is on March 18th. It's going to be Kamara Usman versus Leon Edwards for the third time they're going to fight. And this is for Kamara Usman to possibly get his belt. Kamara Usman was putting the pause on Leon Edwards. Leon Edwards had won like nine fights in a row, and it was his time to fight for the belt. Kamar Usman has been very dominant since he has become the champion like three years ago after beating Tyrone Woodley. Well, Leon Edwards has been fighting. He fought through the ranks. He beat people, and he did whatever it was. He won so many fights in a row that it's like, it's my time to fight for the fucking belt. And finally, he actually put some in his voice, and he actually got that fight. This is welterweight division, by the way. And they fought and honestly kamar usman i think that he was probably winning every round like when they fought they got to the fifth round last like 30 seconds kamar usman comes from the side of the cage and goes to he swings or excuse me leon edwards swings and then when kamar usman goes to duck leon comes up with a fucking leg kicking i mean he was holding his own now don't let me don't get me wrong he wasn't beating the shit out of uh leon the whole fight kamar usman wasn't beating the shit out of him the whole fight but that last few minutes I mean, that last second there, bam, he, Leon Edwards kicks him right in the fucking temple and knocks his ass out. I have not I have not watched Kamar Usman lose. I don't know if he's ever even lost in the UFC, to be honest, because the entire time I've even known who – when I found out who he was, he was fighting 
for the welterweight belt. I didn't even know who he was before. No, I actually think I saw the fight before he fought for the belt. And I mean, he, they call him the Nigerian nightmare. He's a cool dude too. You know, a little braggadocious, but good. That's what, I mean, you fucking beat the shit out of people for a living. I expect for you to have a little bit of an ego. I prefer for you to have a little bit of an ego, but, uh, yeah. And Leon Edwards, I mean, good for him. They're getting to fight. I'm pretty sure that they are actually going to have this fight, uh, in like, I don't know. I'm thinking, I don't think it's going to be Wembley Stadium, but it is. I think it is going to be somewhere overseas. Awesome, good for them. I think maybe the O2 is going to be packed out though. It's going to be in like the UK somewhere. They were talking about trying to have it in Wembley, which would be fucking insane. But I don't. This card doesn't look stacked enough to have it in Wembley. Uh, nonetheless, uh, co-main event is going to be Justin Gaethje versus Rafael Fiziev. This guy looks like Rafael Fiziev looks like he is uh, a character from like. Uh, Vikings or something like he, he he's a badass little fucker and he's fighting Justin Gaethje who is they say I guess the most violent man in the UFC uh, Justin Gaethje is just a bad man he's a, he's a sa- savage ass fighter uh, and it'll be cool to see these two fight I'm curious to see what comes from that this will be a lightweight bout by the way um, which the the previous one that I was talking about with Islam Makachev and Volkanovski, that's for the lightweight title. Justin Gaethje versus Rafael, they'll probably be fighting for number one contendership or something like that. So, uh, and then Marvin Vittori versus Roman Dolololo, can't pronounce his name. Uh, Nathaniel Wood versus Laurent. I don't even know who these fuckers are. Uh, I know who Joanne Wood and Luana Carolina is, but <clears throat> you know. It's exciting. I'm excited to see UFC's got some interesting lineups. I know a lot of people think that UFC is kind of like tacky and it's like I don't care about people beating the shit out of each other. But in all honesty, football's almost over. You might as well tune into some UFC. You might as well. Take your time. Look, you don't have to pay for the pay-per-views. Don't tell anyone I told you that. But if you are online and you're like, hmm, what can I do? There's places that you can go to fight in these fights for free. Or if you have ESPN+, Plus, you can see the – like I've been talking about the, the – uh, the pay-per-views fight night is free if you've got you know cable or if you've got uh, uh, ESPN Plus like they've got U- UFC fight nights and those are great like they got several and there's all kinds of content online where you can watch go watch you some free fights if you've never watched UFC before go on YouTube and go to UFC's channel you can watch some of the most legendary fights and I mean the longest any of them are ever going to be is 25 minutes. So just pull up, watch that shit. It's lit. It's exciting. It's entertaining. If you've never watched UFC before, I'm encouraging you now to go check it out. Now, enough about the UFC. See, I didn't even really talk about Conor McGregor. You guys should be so great and proud that I didn't even talk about Conor McGregor. But, uh, okay, yeah, not a sports podcast, but something that's very relevant right now is the fact that the playoffs are going on. I, I don't even understand how like some of this shit is possible that some of these teams are actually the teams that are the change. It's a, t- it's a changing of the times for sure. Without a shadow of a doubt is the changing of the times, but uh, just, you know, playoff season, this is what has happened. Okay. So uh, the 49ers beat the Seahawks 41 to 23. Uh, the Jaguars beat the chargers 30 to 31. Now, if you keep up with football, then you're probably aware of the Jaguars comeback was insane. The Jaguars were not supposed to win that game. There's no way uh, the chargers. I say that, I mean, the chargers not necessarily supposed to win that game either, but the at the half pretty much like our, 
about three minutes before the half started, before they went to halftime. Like Jaguars were, I don't have this in front of me, so I don't know exactly what it was, but I think they were down like 27 points. They come back and win this game 31 to 30. Insane. Like insanity. I couldn't imagine what it must have been like to have been there. But uh, cool, whatever. The Dolphins versus the Bills was a close game the whole time. People, I mean, people would have expected at the beginning of the year for the Bills to just walk through because Josh Allen and the Bills are kind of they're kind of the shit they're kind of a great team uh but the dolphins versus the bills it was 31 to 34 the bills did come out on top but uh the dolphins clearly put up a fight i mean that's the dolphins were a good team this year especially if you had Ty to a whatever not to that's a ufc fighter tied to a Glova, whatever his name is their quarterback dolphins quarterback he was racking up some points in fantasy league this year i came in second place in my fantasy league almost won 400 dollars. i was so depressed and my homeboy matt shout out to matt i know he's probably not listening but i've had him on the podcast before uh matt won uh substantially he won two leagues and the other league was a lot more money than ours was so he found out that he won both in the same day so i imagine he's taking his family to disney world with that one but fuck you matt that's awesome uh yeah, so, and then the Giants beat the Vikings. I would have never, three years ago, thought that the Giants would even be in the playoff picture like this, but they beat the fucking Vikings. Uh, Green Bay is nowhere to be found, by the way, in the uh, playoff scheme, which is really depressing. And, of course, the Saints are not as well. Uh, Ravens got beat by the Bengals, which the Bengals went to the Super Bowl last year, so it's not that far-fetched. Uh, but it's just great because Joe Burrow plays with the Bengals, and if you know the name Joe Burrow, if you don't know the name Joe Burrow, you you need to before you even carry on a conversation with me about anything i don't care if we're talking about fucking hockey something neither one of us know anything about don't talk to me if you don't know who joe burrow is you need to go figure that shit out right now joe burrow is a legend and he always will be anyway he is the quarterback for the Bengals, and they have a great team as well they have managed to uh, after a little rough start at the beginning of the year they've managed to muster out and they're going to the next round of the playoffs tonight uh by the time you hear this you know, it will have already happened, but tonight is the Cowboys versus the Bucks. Uh, pff, shit. I mean, I don't know what to tell you, bro. Uh, I can't, I, I'm not excited about either one of these teams. These are the two teams that I love to watch lose, but this is, pr- this is a prime time fucking game. Tom Brady coming back, going to the, pl- barely scathing by and getting into the playoffs. The same year that his wife leaves him, the same season. Uh, this is Tom Brady we're talking about here. He's going back to the playoffs. Uh, Versus the Cowboys. Dak Prescott, I mean, he's had a, a long fucking ups and down kind of career. And here they are, the fucking Cowboys, America's football team, going into the playoffs. I don't, I don't, they might have went last year. I don't think they did though. But, uh, but still, you know, maybe the long haul investment for those of you who have kept up with Dak Prescott, uh, the long haul investment for Dak Prescott might pay off this year. But let's be honest, you don't bet against Tom Brady in the playoffs. Who does that? Uh, if I had the money right now, like that I could just go and put money on, I'm putting money on the Buccaneers. I would put money on them because of the fact you don't bet against Tom Brady, especially not this early. Um, but then again, it could be the Cowboys year. Um, I don't see that being the case, but who knows? Um, you know, and then of course the Eagles and the chiefs, they were shoe ins for the playoffs. They were guaranteed. So they didn't even play this first week. Uh, they'll be playing next week, but I think, yeah, next week, um, not against each other, but the Chiefs will play the Jaguars, and then the Eagles will play the Giants. So it'll be—I'll be very curious to see how the uh, who goes to the Super Bowl, though, because let's see: the Chiefs, the Eagles, the 49ers, and the Bengals have all been in the recent years. So I'm curious to see who ends up going this year. I'm getting kind of tired of seeing the Chiefs in the playoff picture, but these motherfuckers 
almost, I think it was like a 400, no, no, I think it was more than, it was, uh, uh, let me just see, uh, the, the amount of money that they made a contract, it was an eight-year contract with Patrick Mahomes, the quarterback of uh, the Chiefs, let's see, Patrick Mahomes uh, contract, let's see, wow, I just typed in Patrick, Patrick contract, there we go. Here we are. All right. Patrick Mahomes signed a 10-year deal for $450 million contract with the – signed a 10-year $450 million contract with the Kansas City Chiefs, including a $10 million signing bonus and $141 million guaranteed and an average annual salary of $45 million. That is fucking crazy. That is a lot of money. Now, I want I think that at the time that was like one of the biggest deals that you could you could get. I mean, that's $45 million a year. The $141 million guaranteed just to break that down for you, he could get both of his fucking legs chopped off in a car wreck tomorrow and he gets $141 million. He doesn't have to play another day of football. Now, I don't know if that includes if he retires. I'm just saying if he has some kind of ailments or whatever or what have you. Uh, now it's possible that like, let's just say he retires or I'm not really sure how that works, but I was going to say maybe he retires and then they either let his contract go and just don't pay him any more money. Or maybe it's like, well, you can come back and play for us, but until then you're not getting the rest of this money. You have to finish out your contractual agreement. I don't know how that works though. Uh, I do know, I'm pretty sure that you could do like a, they could trade somebody, but if he, if they traded, you don't make deals like this This is damn near like a franchise tag. You don't make deals with somebody like this and expect to trade them at any point. And by the time you would trade him, you would trade and negotiate. He would negotiate maybe lower his deal and lower in his whatever. Just so I don't know. I don't really know how that works. I don't think that this motherfucker is going to go anywhere for 10 years. I think he is going to continue to play for them since he signed this deal two years ago or whenever it was. Uh, he's, I mean, what's it, what's he going to, what do you, what else would you rather do? He has continued to win. He has brought them either into the playoff picture or to the Super Bowl or to a W at the Super Bowl. So, I mean, what, what's, what's left? You know what I'm saying? Like, you might as well just stick with this team. Not that it's up to him to bail. If you sign the 10 year contract, they might as well keep him as well is what I'm saying. Uh, Kansas city is a, a franchise that I would have never thought 10 years ago that's going to become like this st- staple in the playoffs, uh, which, I don't know, they might have done good. I just never checked for them. Nobody was checking for them. I was checking for the Green Bays. I was checking for the Patriots. I was checking for the – I mean, I guess I say I was checking for the Cowboys, but this is just like Kansas City is kind of shocking to me that they've become such a dynamic uh, – uh, piece of the puzzle. Same thing with Buffalo. I mean, Buffalo was getting fucked every year by uh, Green Bay, not Green Bay, by uh, everybody that they played against. <laughs> Pretty much, except for the Browns, I guess. I think the Browns, the Patriots, literally just decimated their entire little division there or whatever. And that was just like the thing. The Patriots always went to the Super Bowl. They took the, or they took that part of the playoffs, whether they went to the Super Bowl or not, which they they usually did. I mean, it seems like. I mean, what was it like nine times, eight times? I don't know. It's just crazy to think that this motherfucker guaranteed $141 million. Dude, you're not going to see that much money in your life. The, the, the handful of you guys that listen to this, you are not going to see $141 million in your life. You will not even come across anywhere near that much money. And this motherfucker's like, hey, you know, by the time I'm 35 or 
I don't know. He might be. I, I don't know how old he is. But by the time he's forty, this motherfucker, like, he might even retire after ten years. Why even play anymore at that point? Because he'll have rings. I mean, he's going to be the guy. Like we talked about it. We're like, man, how long is it going to be before somebody can have as many rings as Tom Brady? Patrick Mahomes might end up being that guy. I mean, he might get that in the next ten years if they continue to play at the caliber they're playing at. I mean. For them to be spending as much money as they're spending on him and probably, let's just say, three or four other key players, it's crazy that they still have money to have a team that can be created and curated in the way that it is. Uh, <clears throat> I don't. It's possible that after X amount of years, especially, let's say, he gets how many? Let's see how many rings, Patrick Mahomes. How many rings does Patrick? Oh, shit. It says Patrick Mahomes has only got one ring. So he won in 2020. Let's see. How many times has he been to the Super Bowl? Let's see. In 2019 season, Mahomes led the Chiefs to the Super Bowl LIV, whichever number that is. Their first Super Bowl appearance in 50 years where they defeated the San Francisco 49ers. Mahomes was awarded the Super Bowl MVP for his performance, the second black quarterback and the youngest overall to do so. Uh, Let's see. How many Super Bowl rings does Patrick? How many times? Is, how many times did this motherfucker go to the Super? How many times has Patrick Mahomes been to the Super Bowl? Ah, this is oh, this is how many times he won. How many times has Mahomes played in the Super Bowl? Oh, no way. Patrick Mahomes and a dual-threat quarterback who ha- is a dual-threat quarterback who has gradually become a big favorite to win pl- in the playoffs and the Super Bowl. He played in two Super Bowls as a starting quarterback and left an unforgettable mark on each one. Okay, so he's only been twice. But let's see. What year does it say when he was drafted? I mean, dates joined. Oh, man. Okay, so he joined in 2017 to the Kansas City Chiefs. He's, I don't know when he signed this deal, but he's been twice – in five years. So I guess that's not quite as uh, star-studded as I made it sound. But in the same breath, they've, I'm pretty confident they've been to the playoffs almost every time, too. I think he got injured one year that he was like and, – and all of that. Like he didn't play for most of it. But it doesn't matter. Fuck it. Never mind. Patrick Mahomes is still a fucking all-star. And Kansas City – I mean – he took him to the Super Bowl and won, so clearly he's going to get a great deal. But that 10-year deal is like some shit I've never heard of before. Nonetheless, great, good on him. I'm not talking about fucking Patrick Mahomes anymore. Uh, did you guys hear about all them fucking files that they found in Joe Biden's house? Uh, that shit's crazy. Uh, they found it in his office. They found it in his house. They found it in his fucking asshole. They found all kinds of shit. And mind you, look, this is all you know, like political mumbo-jumbo. I don't particularly care about the fact that Joe Biden, I do care. I care. But the principle of it is is the fact that they kicked in Donald Trump's door because of this same shit. Now, they kicked in Donald Trump's door over some paperwork that they didn't know what it was. Come to find out months later after he gets railed, they uh, – mind you, I'm not, I'm not defending Donald Trump. I'm pointing out the fact that the bias that society has, and especially the government – fuck the government, man. The government sucks, dude. Like it is so dog shit trash. Like, it doesn't matter if it's red, blue, yellow, whatever, green, whatever it is. The top 100 motherfuckers in the government at all times are sellout scum bucket fuckers. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I know that sounds crazy, but – and the media. You know, the whole thing, the media, the government, they're all in cahoots, blah, blah, blah. At this point, how do you not believe that? I know this is a very drastic change from uh, Patrick Mahomes, but like – they found like I guess I'm assuming at this point it's like twice as many documents that Joe Biden had from when he was, you know, vice president or he took home. Honestly, what president do you think didn't take home take shit home? That's why I'm saying like I don't give a fuck about him bringing home documents. I, who cares? Like who who me and you do not care about that other than the fact that somebody told us about it. But the principle of the fact that they're literally trying, they tried to nail Donald Trump on a cross because of this when he wasn't president. They're just like, no, we've got to find some way to just fuck him over, fuck him, fuck him. Any time that the government goes this hard at somebody, I am obligated to be curious. It's the same shit with the Andrew Tate thing. Fuck Andrew Tate. I talked. We talked at nauseum last week about how much of a troll, like a piece of shit, this dude is. Even if he's not guilty of the stuff that they're trying to arrest him for, and all this, even if he's not, he has done enough to prove and said enough on his own that he's a dickhead. This guy is a piece of shit. I don't just because somebody says something I don't like means that I think. Well, for one, just because somebody says something I don't like that I think they're a piece of shit or that I think that they should be canceled. This guy has done more than enough, and by canceled, I mean like kicked off all the social media platforms. Part of me wishes that like natural selection would just show that people like this are just fucking idiots. Like you're just – he's not an idiot. Clearly, he's very smart, Andrew Tate specifically. Same thing with the do- goddamn Donald Trump thing. Donald Trump sucks. He's a piece of shit, but if the government – and the fucking media hate this guy that much. You, I'm already curious because I don't like them. It doesn't mean that I like you, but I am a little bit more interested in hearing what you got to say because these motherfuckers, if they're that adamant, if you're that much of a threat to whatever they've got going on, it's like, hey, don't make me a useful idiot. But in the same breath, like the enemy of my enemy is at least somebody worth listening to. You don't have to take my words. I know everybody doesn't feel that way, but I'm just saying it. At some point, you have to wonder what, why is it that they are so adamant about fuck Donald Trump? Don't tell me it's because you think that all the racists are going to come out and they're going to like start burning crosses in the streets and all this other shit because that didn't happen. That's the same shit that they say every time somebody runs for office. Every time that there's a new president in town, they're like, you remember they told us that Obama was the Antichrist. Oh my God, watch this. All of the blacks are going to revolt. It's going to be chaos. Oh my God, what's going to happen? They said that the the devil was going to come from the east. You know, like that sounds fucking crazy in 2023. That sounds like some nut shit to say and to hear. But back then, that's the kind of shit that you would hear from like older white people that just couldn't even fathom like they would find any reason oh my god he wasn't born in america so what so fucking what why do you care that much you're like why do you care that much i'm i don't don't even know that he wasn't i'm just saying like they came up with all these different things i mean in all fairness i would probably say that somebody who wasn't born in america probably shouldn't be the president but he was born in america enough for everything else to show that he was born in america now mind you he could have been some fucking deep state actor blah 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 blah, whatever fine whatever i'm who knows? But I'm just saying – I'm not trying to shoot Obama bail or attack Obama right now. I'm just saying in general, they always say some crazy bombastic shit. These motherfuckers were like, yeah, look. And I was even freaking out about it too because of the way that shit was during the last presidential election. Shit was crazy in the streets, bro. Shit was crazy in the streets. It was wild out here. 
and motherfuckers were talking like this is a communist takeover. These motherfuckers are going to fuck us over. This is goddamn Stalin all over again. And the fact that we actually thought that like – or that – I mean I didn't think this necessarily. I think the fact that it was like he could be co-opted, Joe Biden, is what made me so anxious. He's not – wasn't a strong man. I think it was in, insane the way that so many people backed Joe Biden who 30 days earlier were like this guy is a fucking pedophile, rapist, smeller of children. And all of a sudden they're like, oh, well, he's not that bad because at least he's not Trump. At least he's not the supreme racist leader, Donald Trump, who has done – you get what I'm saying. It's always something crazy. It's always something crazy. But why is it still like that about Donald Trump? And it's like if you're not – it's the fact that it's like if you're not on my team, you're clearly the worst thing to ever fucking exist because they're like, they don't know whether they should focus all their energy. And this is on more like a personal level. People don't know whether they should focus all of their energy on shitting on Donald Trump or, be, or trying to work up their arc that Ron DeSantis is going to turn the whole world in the handmaid's tale. Like they're so mad because like uh, an enti- they they focus all of their anger on these one people. It's like they just ignore the fact there's an entire swath of society, an entire massive portion of society that does not agree with the system. It's like why the fuck do you like you like this? Like you think about like lefties who used to always be so. And I'm like I don't care. I love everybody all the same. Just because I disagree with you I, politically, it's so stupid. I don't even want to argue with nobody about it. I would talk. I have conversations with my friends, and most of them disagree with me. But I say most of them disagree with me. A lot of them disagree with me. But it's like, why would you be so adamant? Like people used to be so like, uh, we need to be healthy, and we need to encourage people to live better lives, and we need to not be judgmental, and we should not uh, support big corporations. Literally. All these motherfuckers, we, you know, they used to be fuck big pharma. Now motherfuckers defend big, big pharma. Oh, like they'll disown their fucking parents because of big pharma, because you don't agree with what the fucking what. Oh my god, Pfizer said. Bleh, bleh, oh my god, you know, like you don't fucking ju- fuck you. You know, you don't see, you don't understand why people would want to be, uh, you know, like like trans issues and stuff like that. Like, how, you have got to take into consideration that not everybody. Thinks that that should be normalized. Don't get me wrong. I completely I, I understand both sides when it comes to that, but I'm I am a little bit more understanding. I am a little bit more here with people on the whole. Like, uh, I would not refer to my ever refer to myself as a progressive, but I think I think a lot more progressive than a conservative counterpart of mine, if you will, or like a conservative grandpa of mine, or something. I don't know. My grandpas are all dead, but you get what I'm saying. Like, I'm a little bit more down with the clown. I'm a little bit more understanding of people's things, but you you've got to understand. Why other people are not? There's a lot of people who are not, and the fact that there's, you know, we live in the land of the free. You should be able to express yourself. A motherfucker can say something without any uh, uh, animosity in their voice. They can say something about in disagreement with stuff like that, and people are ready to tell them that they're a fucking bigot, ignorant piece of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like you, like I've I've talked about all this stuff before, but the trans issue isn't – that was just an example. But, I mean, there's so many other things. Some people don't think that crystal meth should be legalized. Oh, well, I think you should completely legalize crystal meth. Why? What are you thinking? It's like some people people are convinced that uh, we can't just continue to make money pop up out of nowhere. Some people are convinced that Joseph Stalin and Mao Zedong were terrible fucking people. Maybe, you know, I mean, just like Hitler. Some people think that all three of them are terrible people. Some people think that there's nothing you can get from – some people think that there's some positives you can learn from it, from all of them. 
Uh, there's some I mean, all these different things that I'm saying. I don't even really know where I'm going. It's just the the minute, stupid, or should be minute issues. But for some reason, these are the kind of things that is our, our the integrity of our country, both morally and uh, like financially, and every other thing. It's just being just destroyed and torn down and just forgotten about like our cultures are all just becoming just like piss pots of last year of yesteryear it's all like there's nothing anymore i'm being dramatic i'm not like uh about to start a revolt or anything but it's just it seems so stupid like because people just hate each other that why the way that people just don't care about other shit was a lot easier when we didn't talk about politics shit was a lot i mean i say it i say that but I don't know. I'm not even going to ramble about politics anymore. I'll wait till I have somebody on here again, and we'll then I'll have someone else to ramble with me about politics. With all that being said, look, guys, this has been a great episode of Organic Poison. I appreciate you guys for staying tuned in. I know that some of you probably don't care about UFC. I know some of you don't care about football, and I know a lot of you probably don't give a fuck about politics. But that's what we did today, so I appreciate you guys for sticking it out. Like I said, go back and listen to the other episodes. We talk about all kinds of stuff, man. There's a lot of fun stuff. I'd encourage you to – there's a large catalog of episodes I've done with – Xander Blades, uh, the episodes with Jonathan May, uh, Weisberger – or Scott Mitchell, rather – Got some episodes with Gennaro. Those are definitely some ones I'd say go back. I need to have him back on the damn show. I hadn't talked to him in a while. Still waiting on you, Manny. Still waiting on you, my brother. You take your time, but we're ready to have you on whenever you're ready. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Organic Poison. Also, go check out Hilly and Hideout, Highly and Hideout on uh, all of your platforms where you wherever you're listening to this you can find highly night out it is a i literally would just say it's a nerd cast that i do with some of my uh, old time friends it's a lot of fun talk about video games movies um they talk about anime sometimes we talk about music it's you know a little bit more lighthearted than uh some of the stuff that i get into but i mean shit we laugh and cut up on here sometimes too if you got thick skin you'll enjoy every episode i've got on here you guys uh take it easy thanks for tuning in see you next week